Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu/podcast What is up you guys? Welcome back to the For Us podcast. Still don't have a slogan. We don't. I feel like you should say my name is Josh and I'm Sav. Remember we used to say that in the beginning of our YouTube videos? Yeah. Welcome back. What did we say? Uh, my name is Josh. And I'm Sav. And this, no, we did not say that. Yes, we did. Are you sure? Yes, we used to, in our old videos, we would be like, if you don't- Oh, if you're new to this channel, my name is Josh. And I'm Sav. And we have the dopest squad. squad on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez, if you're an OG Sav squad, you know that. That's so cringy. It's kind of cute, though. (laughs) It's funny you said that, because this podcast was going to be a YouTube topic podcast. And then last second, we were just like, let's switch it up. Also, I feel like we need to prep a little bit more if we're going to talk about YouTube. I know we said we were. And what I mean by talking about YouTube is kind of spilling everything that we've been through on YouTube. um, From how to do a YouTube channel to growing a channel to what we used to do as far as the fake pranks and, you know, the challenges and things like that. And just kind of where the YouTube state is right now. And also just tackling influencers and not tackling influencers, but like (laughs) tackling them to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what is the state of mind for influencers in 2022? Because it's definitely different from when we started YouTube. It's so different. It's like a different. Yeah. Well, we're not going to go into that. But maybe next podcast um, we'll do that. Let us know. Send us some questions as well on Instagram. But how are you doing? How are you feeling today? I knew you were going to ask me that. How are you? Today, I'm tired. Yeah. I think I said that this morning when we woke up. I was like, Ugh, I'm tired, but I know we have a lot to do. And so, Why? Tell them why. Because we're going to New York. We're literally, we're flying tomorrow. And it's, when this is out, we are in New York. Yes. Um, flying for the first time with a baby. So Wow. Do you feel nervous about that? No, I'm not, I'm not trying to get nervous about it because yeah. I feel like if I think about it too much, I'll start thinking like, okay, she needs this. We got to do this. got to do that. Mm-hmm. But we got I'm not, I know we got this. Yeah. I feel like we're preparing so much um, that I thought our dog was throwing up. No, she's licking okay. my finger. Um, I feel like we're preparing so much that it's just going to be a breeze. Yeah. Unless God has other plans and <laughs> Bryla wants to cry the whole flight. I know. What for those parents? You know what? I think it's so crazy. Like on a flight, when you have a crying baby by you the whole time, 
you know, that's like just obviously it's kind of frustrating, like just human nature. Like it 100%. kind of bothers you yeah. because you don't have a crying baby. You're just trying to, especially if you're like early morning or yeah. red or eye. don't have any kids. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like we have to have so much more grace. I feel like I always have, but especially now that we have a kid, like if I, if there's a screaming baby, like it's not on the parents. Like I hate no. when people are like, make your baby, like do something. Like it's like, you mean do something. You come over here and do something. Then yeah. you get socked in your foot. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like it's like, anything. you don't know their story or their situation or what right. the baby. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So today I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> How are you? Well, I have a praise. We have a praise report because our daughter, has been two things. She's been sleeping in her crib, which she's been doing from the jump. I will pat ourselves on the back and mm-hmm. say that we've been having her take naps from the jump in her crib. But she's on a streak right now of sleeping through the night. Yes. She would probably wake up once. Yeah. Which is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad at all, actually. Yeah. And then wake up at 730 in the morning. Yeah, she's been doing good. It's just still, I feel like we're still so tired because... Yeah. Obviously, we're first-time parents, so, like, when we actually sleep, or when she's sleeping, mm-hmm. we're not, like, I still, I'm not in a deep sleep. No. And I don't know if that's just going to be a forever thing now. I feel like you'll eventually get there. Yeah. Because you'll know that she's older and she's sleeping through the yeah. night longer. Also, I wake up. If she doesn't wake up, my boobs wake me up. True. Because True. they get really full. Yeah. You do so, say that. You wake Savannah, wakes me up. Baby, my boobs are... I'm like, I don't think I can do anything about that, but. Yeah. yeah, so I'll like use, I try to like get some milk out, but I don't want to pump because I don't want my body to think that I need to create more milk at night because yeah. if she is sleeping through the night, then mm-hmm. I need to, my body needs to know, like stop creating as much milk at this time. So I don't know. I think I'll eventually, my body's going to figure it out yeah. and I'm going to get into a rhythm, but. She's been sleeping through the night. She's a pro. She's taking a nap right now. Um, her first nap of the day. So we were like, we got to get this podcast in yes. right now. But I'm excited for our first trip. We're going to New York. If you guys don't know, that is my favorite city in the entire world. I'll At- never forget the yeah. first trip that we took to New York yes. together. Mm-hmm. Because I loved New York, but I had never really been to New York with someone that lived. Oh, actually, no, not really. I never had been oh, to yeah. New York mm-hmm. with someone that lived there. It's a little different. Yeah, because you actually know the things to do that aren't touristy. Because honestly... I see why people say they don't like New York. Yeah. Because if you don't know what to do and you just like go to Times Square, I wouldn't like New York either. Well, don't go to Times Square. Well, no, but I'm just saying people. like if you're a tourist and yes. like, you go there for the yeah, first okay. time, I understand you that. don't yeah. really know what to do. Like yes. you, you think you need to like go to Times Square. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't know what to what do. exactly to, to, <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, no, I feel it. New York is, and I used to go back and forth between LA and New York because everyone used to ask me like, you lived in both. What's your favorite? By far, New York. It's just something about the gritty, something about the independence being out there. Everyone is on a grind. I was out there and I was grinding. So I kind of remember the just the feeling that it gave me to be in the city. The fact that everyone takes the train. You just get off and just go your separate ways and just do do what you got to do. And then the food. Yeah. I love New York's food. No one in New York seems concerned about what anyone else is doing, which I love. That is my thing about like New York. Like LA, I, love I feel like everyone's in your business and everyone's trying to be like one another. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels it feels different. New York, I feel like everyone's just like I'm just here to do what I'm here to do. I'm just walking. I'm gonna, you know, I don't right. know. No one like bothers you. They don't. They don't. I and mean, that's why people, I feel like, think that New Yorkers are like rude. 
That's funny. That's I feel like it's people who don't know, who've never lived in New York, who think New Yorkers are rude. Because if you lived in New York, you know that everyone comes together in New York. So yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand when people say that. But I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait till she's older though, Riella, and she can enjoy it a little bit more. Um, like she can't eat the French fries that I'm going to eat. Yeah, Josh keeps telling her you're going to have French fries. You're going to have Thai. We have this like <laughs> we have all these favorite spots, yes. and Josh keeps telling rye that she's gonna have all these places and i'm Through like your breast milk yeah you're right that's what okay so she'll be like ah, that tastes so good a lot. <laughs> she's gonna be like she's gonna come home and she's gonna be like wait i don't want this milk anymore <laughs> what if it actually worked like that i mean i know food does affect your breast milk and like her poops and stuff yeah this is our third trip or sec- i don't know what number trip is this without traveling with rue because we used to travel with Rue a lot. We did. Wait, the last time we were in New York, we got we, Rue. Did we really? Remember? No, we, no, no, no. Last time we were in New York, we were telling your oh, family okay. I was pregnant. The one before, but we were in New York and mm-hmm. we were trying to find a dog and we found a breeder and we like solidified everything in New York. It was impulse because the breeder that we found, there is like a tab. Remember? Mm-hmm. There's an available tab. Yes. And basically, like, the breeder, you had to be on a wait list, and it could take, like, Eight months. forever yeah. to get a dog. So we were already on that list, and we were just kind of like, okay, whenever, you know, mm-hmm. our, the one that we want comes available, but it could be anywhere between, like, eight months to, like, I think, like, two yeah, years. Probably. And Rue, Josh was, like, refreshing this tab where I think it's, like, they call it literally like the available tab. That means they're available now to go home. Yes. So you refreshed, and you saw... Rue mm-hmm. and you were like I think this is our dog her name was Tessie at the time yes and she was so cute her headshots I can't adorable but um when yeah when you refreshed and and then we got her and we just it was like it happened so fast it happened so fast we were just in the, I was in my favorite city just got a really cute puppy life was just great and then ever since then we traveled with her everywhere yes and now we're not traveling with her anymore I know and I feel like kind of dog mom guilt when we're packing our suitcases because we used to be like it's okay Rue, you're coming and she truly she can't come with us not anymore i will say this i'm excited that she's not coming with us. i know i know you never i was more the one that pushed to bring Rue. <laughs> yeah and sometimes it was fine like this was our baby and then we had to adjust and like all those things but now it's definitely because I want Rayla. but i think i feel like she would be more happier if she was if we gave her away not gave her away <gasps> Jesus, I meant like like uh, hiring a nanny or a babysitter. Yeah, in my defense, me wanting to take Rue everywhere, though, was because we didn't have, we're always living in cities where we don't really have family yeah. or someone to watch her. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to find just like a random sitter, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it was just a struggle. It was just easier if we brought her. I know. And, but yeah, we literally brought Rue to a wedding. Yeah, she stayed in the room, though. Yeah, like, she didn't come to the wedding. Like, Josh was literally in the wedding. But she, I, like, that, who does that? People. Okay. so People it's, definitely do that. My dad would do that. My dad brought their dog <laughs> to family pictures. <laughs> yeah, he really did. So, anything is possible. And I feel like there's people who would do even crazier things. Okay, yeah, they, there's, that. like, dog strollers and stuff. We're not that. No, we're not like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've never liked that. I do love dog trailers. No, you don't. <laughs> but right now, when you guys are listening to this, Rue is not with us. She is at, this is her first time staying in Michigan. Oh, she stayed with our friends, Byron and Jordy, mm-hmm. but her first time at a 
a dog sitter, uh, a dog sitter or whatever. And this lady, we found her on an app called Rover. Mm-hmm. And this lady has two corgis. Mm-hmm. And what other dog is going to be there? A Frenchie. A Frenchie. And Rue, she's a cockapoo, if you guys don't know. Um, she is uh, very energetic. She's going to be bouncing off the walls when she's there. I just already know. And yeah. two fat corgis <laughs> are just going to be like, yo, Chill get out. out my house. Yeah. Why she- are you in my house? Yeah. I think um, we, I'm excited though that she's at going to be at a dog sitter because I feel like we were the same. We don't want to just, it's easier to just hire someone and yeah. pay for it yeah. rather than have like a friend do it because then, I don't know, you just feel kind of like you're putting a burden on them. Like mm-hmm. I would just rather have like someone that's their job and just pay them and just have yeah. them watch her. Yeah. So I'm glad that we're doing that. When we lived in Texas. She loved her dog sitter. She did. I like, miss her. She would send us pictures and everything. And there was like a lot of dogs too. Like they were dog. It people. was like a doggy daycare. Doggy daycare, but at someone's house. Yeah, it was fire. I would highly advise doing it. Obviously, like for Rue, we had to do like a, uh, what is it, like a meet and greet or yeah, whatever to see if everyone, but I think we got blessed with a really loving dog and everyone loves her mm-hmm. as well. But in Texas, especially the weather was good too. So that's why she could go outside and run and things like that. She and had fun. I know. She really did. I know. I wonder if that dog sitter is like, what the heck happened to Rue? Because we used her quite a few times. I know. And then just one day, she, yeah, just, she never, just never showed up. She never reached out either or anything. I guess that just happens though, right? I guess so. Things like that, though, make me miss Texas a little bit. Yeah. I think right now, especially, there's no chance that I'm not going to miss Texas and L.A., because the weather here is really crushing my soul. The weather just puts a damper on everything. Yeah. But yeah, what what? Um, it's just I forgot how much weather affects your mood. Because I grew up in Portland and it was gray like every single day. But I was also in high school. Were you down and depressed because of the weather? I can't. The thing is, is I can't remember because it was so long ago. All I can remember is sunshine Mm because that's like my whole adult life being in L.A. Yeah. But I do know that like seasonal depression is real. And in high school. Oh, my gosh. I'll never forget this. Tanning like in a tanning bed, which is so bad. But it became illegal unless you were 18. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You had to be 18 years old to tan in a so, tanning bed? Because people felt really good after they tanned? Well, or like what was yeah, the, no, so why it, did they do it? Why did they make the law? No, why did they, people want to do it? Oh, tanning? Yeah. Well, because it was just the thing to do. Like in that era, like it wasn't like no one really cared. Skincare wasn't like a big thing. Like you Mm -hmm. tan in a tanning bed Mm -hmm. and you just get as tan as you want. Like my friend literally had a tanning bed at her house and we would all tan in it. A tanning bed? at How much is that? I have no idea. But I'm saying this to say that (laughs) the law happened. You had to be 18 to tan. And we were all in high school, like 16, 15. We're like, "Uh, no, we need to tan. So people would get doctor's notes. I got a doctor's note for like my seasonal. It's like seasonal depression, which it actually is a real thing Mm -hmm. because the weather. And then if you get vitamin D, I don't know if it's actual the same like the uvs but i think it's a placebo effect that mm-hmm. you're getting tan and you're in like these lights and then just make you and it's like a sure. mental thing but yeah. i don't know but yeah so i don't really remember like the weather affecting my mood but i 
was always tanning in a tanning bed. So I don't know if I was able, like, ever gave myself the chance to experience it. And living in Texas and L.A., you rarely had to to do that. You would get spray tans occasionally. Yeah, well, I kind of stopped tanning in a tanning bed because I realized that that's really not good for my skin. Yeah. Except for, remember, in Texas, Mm -hmm. when it got gloomy, I was like, I need, I was going through it and I was like, I need to go in a tanning bed. If y'all don't know, we're talking about Texas. We used to live in Dallas, Texas for about six months or so. When we were there, it uh, was snow Ran, and cold. And it was the first month we were there. Didn't it was a snowstorm? Yeah, but didn't that like never happen in the past? Like never happened like past four or five years. And then we get there, all of a sudden there's a winter storm, and it was actually insane. Oh. I wasn't expecting it at all because I think a week before that it was perfect weather. Yeah. So we get there and it's just gloomy and things like that. But you did start. <laughs> you were tanning because you were like I. I was I'm just confused. I was like. I mean, I was going through it for other reasons, too, yeah. just dealing with, mm-hmm. like, depression and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of I'm I'm seeing a common thread here <laughs> that I feel like a lot of my sadness and like my mood is truly affected by the weather. And I know there's other things that go into it, but I feel like I'm not the only one like it. Yeah. The gloomy gray every single day, you just look at it and you're like, I don't feel motiva- motivated mm-hmm. to do anything. So you want to move to Hawaii? I do. I would love that. I've told Josh this and I'm like, I know I feel like a lot of like influencers move to Hawaii. Like, I feel like I see that happen all the mm-hmm. time. Like I'm going to move to Hawaii, mm-hmm. but it's kind but of, we would like move to like Maui or something. Yeah. Or that's where our honeymoon was. But, and I feel like it was just old people and families. It would be so fun. But I've also heard that like the Hawaiians, like the, on the Island, mm-hmm. they like get, they don't want a bunch of people. I guess it's been like a trend to have everyone move there. Well, remember on our honeymoon, we walked into that restaurant. It was like a super local restaurant and everyone was staring at us. Yes. They were kind of like, what the heck are you doing? You here? never thought like you would think they've never seen either a, a black person or just, or just people who just don't look like Hawaiian. I feel like they were like, what are they doing here? You, when I tell y'all it was hole in the wall, local y'all, like, I mean. Someone recommended it to us? I th- no, I think we were just driving. We were like, let's just eat here. Oh, really? Never again. <laughs> it was good. Was it? Yeah, was- it was Italian. Okay. I think it was really good, but I do remember our waitress was just kind of staring at us. Everyone was just looking at us. It, I never <laughs> experienced like a movie. Like it was. You can hear a fork drop on the ground. How quiet it was. It was weird. People staring weird. at us. But weather. Yes. Texas had great weather. Mm-hmm. It was also very hot though. Yeah. Eventually, when we left, we left in August. Yes. So we were there July. I don't even think we hit like the super hot. Yeah, it's a. I feel like it's a different. I'm not used to humidity though. You grew up in Michigan. Yeah. Your, your summers are like more humid. Yeah. In Oregon, it's like not humid, and then LA is not humid. I feel like is humidity only in like the I'm asking the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, it was hot and mm-hmm. humid. The, I realize I don't like humidity. No. It's not. It's not for me. I want a crisp. If it's gonna be hot, I just want a a hot, a dry hot. A dry. I don't want wet hot. Wait, I feel like Texas is a dry hot. No, Texas is humid. Oh. Yeah. And here is humid. I don't think you know what humidity is. Because when I <laughs> moved here, I was like, babe, you told me it wasn't humid. And it was so humid in the summer. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. I think it's because you grew up with it. So you didn't know. For me, it's just, hot is hot. If it's hot, I'm just hot. Yeah. Period. T. Josh only likes 
75 degrees in sun. That's it. Give me a slight breeze. Maybe 70 because you want to wear a hoodie. When we used to go play pickleball in the morning in Texas, that weather. That is good. It was a good crisp morning. Except in for Dallas. remember when we started to go like in the summer in the morning and we would have to get up early because it was uh, yes. sweaty. And then if we like waited an extra hour, like we're out there at like 10 or something, hot, yes. too hot. And then when we first started, shout out to our friends, Kaylin and Kyra and Kalia. When we first started playing, we were going kind of at nighttime. That was so fun. That was so fun. We were, it was getting intense too. It was. I, I was mean, never very good. You, <laughs> me and Kyra, we played each other. We had, I feel like we had some good games, but yeah. you you and Cleo were the ones going off and then I would just like sit there and watch because I was like, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what pickleball is, it's basically like, it's like where ping pong and tennis come together. Yeah. You're using smaller um, rackets. You're playing on like a smaller court. And the rules are a little different, but it's so intense. Yeah. Backstory. We took tennis lessons before oh, we moved yes. to Texas in L.A. because we kind of wanted to take up tennis, which was so fun, too. It was so fun. And we need to get back to that. Yeah. When it's when the weather permits that and I want to get back to pickleball. Yes. But yeah, we took lessons and then we were like, let's just try pickleball. Mm-hmm. It can't be harder. Or it was it was easier. Pickleball is so much. It is easier than tennis. Yeah. I think I wasn't very good at tennis either. Yeah. But I also haven't practiced. I've never played a sport with I, my hand eye coordination <laughs> is not. I'm only, I've only danced my whole life. So it was it's just tricky for me to like the ball and the all the things. I highly advise couples, even just friends to go play pickleball. It's a I feel like it's a great workout. I'll be seeing older people playing pickleball. Yeah. My mom said she wanted to play. She's like, I easily. Learn. Now, I be moving, though. I remember, like, me and Kaylin played one time, and Kalia. I think it was against Kalia, because Kalia, I think she played tennis. Yeah, she's And fire. she was whopping the ball <laughs> so hard. I'm like, I can't win. But when you're playing, like, you're moving so quickly across the court. It's, it's a good workout, too. Yeah, I remember when I got pregnant, you were like, we can't play anymore. And I was like, babe, <laughs> I'm fine. And you were like, no, I can't, I'm, like, you're going to have to move too much and blah, blah, blah. And now looking back, does that make you laugh? Because my bump was so tiny. Your bump was tiny. But we had never been pregnant before. So I understood like Josh just wanted me to be careful and stuff. But I was like, babe, I'm literally fine. Like I still feel like my normal self. And then seeing how huge I got Mm -hmm. now, I'm like, okay, yeah, I was definitely fine to be playing pickleball when I was that pregnant. I was not even barely showing. You beat me a couple times, but I definitely the series though. I was at your head. I was at your neck. I can't believe I beat you. While pregnant? Just in general, like that's pretty. That's cool, cause like you're you're a sports guy. <laughs> I'm just trying to find something to say, but yeah, cause I don't like losing you guys. Yeah, but. But what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fire. What can I say? Texas was was what was a great season. I always this subject always is like a little sore. Is the word sore? Like I don't like because we were such in a groove. Mm-hmm. Right when we left Texas mm-hmm. and one could argue, yo, why did you leave? Because you guys don't know, we moved to Texas from Los Angeles um, because we just want to change the scenery. We wanted to start a family like we we were thinking about future and L.A. wasn't it. So we go to Texas and we live in a um, this townhome. It's like really nice. It was like three bedroom. It was super nice. And then we, it was honestly more than we needed. 100 percent more than we need. We didn't have a family yet. But we uh, were living there and we were like, this is not 
what we want to be doing. Like we consider moving to Portland. We consider moving back to LA. We consider like leaving and that's a whole nother story in itself. But anyways, we eventually were like, let's just stay here. I feel like God wants us to stay here. There's something about staying put. We moved to a suburb in Dallas and everything was starting to look up. Like I said, we were hanging out with friends. We were playing pickleball. And then I need to say one more thing after pickleball. Like it's that's always pickleball. It's, I love like, pickleball. That's the only thing we did in Texas. Play pickleball. I want to go play pickleball right now. It's I know. freezing outside. We but, could play down here in the basement. Yeah, that would be fun. But life was doing good. Like we 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 had our places, we had our grocery stores, we had our restaurants, we were trying new things. And then got a call and got an opportunity to be back in full time ministry. And that's kind of where we were just like, okay, well, actually, are we supposed to be here? Because you have been, you were wanting me to go back into full-time ministry. And we've always, something something we've always talked about, but I never really listened to it up until now. I got a call from one of my best friends about a opportunity, um, a job to be the creative director of a church. And I've always had the dream of being a creative director, you know, ever since like since when I was touring, I always would admire the creative director of the tour. For me, I was just the behind the scenes guy doing film. But I, what I really wanted to be doing was creative direction. And that dream actually happened in 2018. Whenever I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, I was the creative director of a youth ministry out there. And that was awesome. Um, that didn't last, though. But now I'm getting a call and this is like how many months before like it actually happened? Like we were talking about it for some time. I think like maybe a few months were we talking. We were talking about it, honestly, like right when we moved to the suburbs. Yes. And that's when we kind of started to feel better and feel like we were in the right place right. and kind of felt just more peace about actually our transition about actually moving mm-hmm. to Texas. Yeah. So it was honestly like right when we started to feel better yeah is when you got the call so when you started talking about yeah, it. yeah we started talking about it and i really wasn't entertaining it too much mainly because like i said i didn't know if i wanted to be back in full-time ministry one two we just moved and i was just like yo i i can't move again i'm not about to move again you're pregnant we didn't know we were pregnant oh when we you sh- first started talking about sh- it you're right we sure didn't no one knew that we were pregnant and well obviously we didn't know either then okay so then we found out that we were pregnant and then we were like okay god like what are you trying to say because now we can say well i don't know if you guys know but the job was in michigan my hometown mm-hmm. so we were just like wait what are you trying to say like you started trying to say like we, I sh- we should move and we're going to have this baby and we're going to be near family because that was a big thing. And that is what that's something that like brought, kind of brought you to ease because in Texas we didn't have any family. And it does seem crazy, but sometimes I feel like his plans, it's not what we thought was going to happen. We mm-hmm. didn't think we were going to move two times and then move again. We we didn't know, but he knew. And right. I think I don't know. I just felt like at least for me, I felt so much. I felt like the biggest weight off my shoulders when we started talking about leaving. Yeah. And and it was just because I think I was pregnant and mm-hmm. everything just started to line up. I just felt like it was it was all God's timing and this was kind of 
But I, I still don't feel like Texas was a waste. No, I don't either. I think this is actually a story of obedience. Like when you when you actually listen to what God tells you to do, because throughout that whole process, we were starting to see just favor through the decision of us leaving and me joining full time ministry. If you don't know the story, I did take the job and we live in Michigan and I am currently in full time ministry. But from the beginning to the till till now we've been seeing crazy favor and i think that's god's way of saying you thank you for Mm -hmm. doing what i actually told you to do the first thing was oh this one kind of fell through remember well we had a we had a brand deal that was going to help us move Mm -hmm. it was the biggest blessing we had a brand deal with can i say the brand yeah pods and pods is like it's a storage container and they like ship your stuff for you and we had it like everything was going good and then they dropped us for they some reason. They just backed out last minute. And we were just like, wait, what? Or whatever. Um, but, but don't you think that that is kind of, I feel like. We could that's easily like, just stop. Yeah. I feel up. like that's the enemy trying to, like looking back now, I'm like, he's trying to take us down. Yeah. Like he's yeah. trying to tell us not to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, someone in that situation would be like, okay, is this like a sign? Mm-hmm. I feel like, but it wasn't. I don't think no. it was God being like, no, don't go. No. Because then we, because we had to get out of our lease that we're in the apartment we're in and we found someone so quick. Like sometimes they say it's hard to break a lease and we found someone so quick. That was one peaceful situation. We eventually ended up using another storage company and it worked out. It was so last minute, I remember. And they were like, yeah, we can get that out for you or whatever. The movers that we found were like perfect. And then just the traveling was so peaceful and yeah. easy and you were pregnant during all of this. I was pregnant during everything, but I don't know. I just remember us being so happy. I know. And I think, you know, we can say we miss Texas and we look back and we're like, dang. And and I think you always kind of, when you're not in this situation, like you can look back and be like, that was the best ever. 100%. But then, and sometimes you just kind of compare, you think like the grass, you know, the grass mm-hmm. is always greener on the mm-hmm. other side, but yeah. I don't think it's true. Like I think, Yes, we had a season in Texas and we liked it, but I don't think that means that we want to go back because, no. you know, it was it was great. Yeah. And but I don't I know. wouldn't put it past going back, though, because it was so good. Really? Like, I wouldn't say like, yeah, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go back. Yeah, because I would still because it was good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Backtrack. When we visited Michigan, when I basically was like I said, yes, our friends tell us that they're pregnant. Yes. And I remember on the way to the airport to visit to kind of just make sure it was right. We, because we didn't want to do anything without making sure that it was God and it was the right plan because we had just moved. So we were on the way to the, to the airport in the car and we were like, you know what? Like, Lord, if this is, if this is what you want for us, then please, we need a clear sign. While we're in Michigan, we got specific with the prayer. As soon as we get to Michigan, it will let us know while we're there for the next few days, do we need to be in Michigan? We get to Michigan. This is just a quick visit just to make sure that this is the move that we want to make. And instantly our friends tell us that we're that they're pregnant. Our close friends. And we didn't have anyone that we were doing life with that was just having a baby. And she was only like 10 weeks behind you. Yeah. And so I was like, that's it. I actually have chills right now thinking about it again because it's just... The timing and just how everything aligned is, yeah. it's like so just, it's God's timing. It's insane. That happened. Then we had favor with finding a home and 
Briella, the biggest blessing, like so much, so many special things happened. And I truly believe it was because we were obedient and we were listening to, you know, what God said. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, sometimes people can be like, well, like you could have been obedient and stayed in Texas and things like that. Um, I don't know. But then that's when discernment comes in and you have to truly be in tune with the word of God to actually, you know, make those decisions. And I truly feel like that's that's what we were. And that's why we moved here. How does me being in full time ministry kind of make you feel, especially now with being a mom? When we first moved here, I feel like we were thriving. We were busy because obviously our job, you know, social media, that already is a full time job. And then we were doing ministry full time. But, you know, Josh is like the one hired and I'm there. I'm his right hand. I'm his wife. So I'm going to be there and do whatever he needs. But I'm not necessarily the one like Josh is the he's he's the uh, the one. (laughs) What am I trying to say? The one. You're the one. He's the one that's hired that has the gifts to do. Like he knows how to run a camera and like do all these things that I obviously don't know how to do, if that makes sense. So but anyways, we were here. We were thriving. We were both, you know, really super in like present at the church Rye came. And yeah. so that obviously shifted things. And Josh. And it was something we weren't prepared for. Like we didn't know how yeah. the change was going to be. Yeah. Like obviously, you know, you know, your life is going to change when you have a baby, but you don't really realize how much right. and how different it's going to make it. Um, so how do I feel with Josh and full-time ministry? I think it's, I still don't question that it's not what he's supposed to be doing. And obviously when it gets tough, it can, it can make you feel like that. Like, I feel like when things get hard, you can question, you be like, God, why, why are we here? Why are we doing this? What's happening? And you can start to think that, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's just a tough season, but I think it's something that we have to go through and it's only making us stronger. All of this is happening. Like give ourselves some grace, ourselves some grace because first time parents, never been a mom before we're in full-time ministry at a like a church plant um we're in a pandemic uh we're first-time parents i'm going back to that like mm-hmm. that in it, in itself and then we're trying to keep our career and brand and or whatever if you will at the same time uh on top of that yeah and when you say that and also it's funny i was talking to my therapist and just you know she knows our whole situation and i've i've talked with her for a while so she knows like my past and stuff like that and i kind of just like spill out everything that i'm feeling and she'll do the same thing you just did she'll be like do you understand how many big life changes you guys are experiencing so you know if your marriage feels like it's getting attacked like you it's you're going through a lot and the devil I'll, doesn't like to see all this. Yeah. And I, w- I was going to say that like your dad always told us like the devil, he attacks, he comes through marriage, but then once you have a baby, like he comes, he comes through the, the child. Yeah. It's crazy that she's been here and it feels like it's been really tough in it and it has, but I think that's because, you know, I feel like we started like thriving. Great. And then you're right. Like the devil tries to get in your mind. I'm literally reading this book right now. Um, it's winning the battle in your mind. Mm-hmm. I think Joyce Meyer. Is that what it's called? I don't. Yes. Joyce Meyer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's so crazy. I'm trying to read it really slow because my mom fog is still like a thing. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm really taking in everything. But it's just talking about like the battle in your mind and how I feel like this book like could literally change your life because you just have to take control of your thoughts. And it I know it's like not that simple because with if you struggle with like anxiety or depression or your your thoughts are always moving, it's hard to be like, okay, like I'm just going to stop that. I think if you can if you can lean on the word of God and find structure in that, that's how I don't know. I've just been feeling so much peace lately yeah. when I read the word because I know that everything in there is so true to my life. And I don't know, I got off on a tangent, but basically how ministry has been making me feel full time. It's been tough, but I You're think learning it's, though. I think it's a good, yeah. a good tough. And I'm learning my, my place. Like I've struggled with, honestly, since we left LA, I feel like I've been struggling with my identity because I felt like dance was what made me, me and that's not true you know like I'm still me just because I don't live in LA and I don't go to a dance studio every day and I think I let that define me and I wasn't you know I can still be Savannah without having that and I'm still kind of struggling with that now but like I don't know I'm just stepping into a new role of being a mom and I've just been dealing with I think the past like two years just kind of who I am. And so I think that's like been tough for me, but now I'm, I'm starting to feel a lot more peace, like more Mm -hmm. recently about just being a mom because I love being a mom and not to say that that's all I am and that's all I can be. But right now in this season, I really have to focus on her Yeah, and that's okay. And that's maturity. Like not saying like you, you're focusing on, you're honing in on this season right now. And I wanted to say this, you started off super young with living a life that people who are like just now starting as far as their career. Savannah started touring and getting big commercials with Nike and things like that, like doing things, huge things that people don't accomplish. Sometimes people still haven't accomplished it and they're still trying. But you started as soon as you graduated high school, you got into a company and you started doing commercials and you started touring and doing all these things. Your life was is like you weren't, you know what I'm trying to say? Like you yeah. weren't, you were experiencing things so fast or whatever. And like, yeah, you probably found a lot of identity in dancing. You were young and you were experiencing, you were exposed to a lot of things that older people, people who are our age now um, that they're going through. It puts a lot of pressure yeah. on you to be a certain way or do a certain thing, or you have to keep doing this in order to be you I guess and it's just like so not true I feel like society now it makes us think that we have to do a certain thing Mm -hmm. like meet a certain standard even now with me just like Instagram it's so dumb but I'll be like oh my gosh I didn't post on my story Mm. I feel like I'm I'm a bad quote-unquote influencer I I didn't do this I didn't do that but Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like literally I was I was at lunch yesterday with my pastor and she said none of that matters nothing matters if you're family and your marriage isn't like priority and you aren't happy like Mm -hmm. who cares about anything else anything like you have to make sure that you're okay your marriage is okay your family's okay that's at the end of the day like when we when we get to heaven no one's gonna be like oh 
oh, you didn't post on your story? Like, you didn't do that? Like, no. You didn't post three times a day. What like, are you doing? Like, no one cares. And right. so I, I'm, like, literally preaching to myself right now because... This is I, for us. I deal with this. And yeah. it's so it's so weird. It's so mm-hmm. silly. But we got off on a tangent. What was it? Did you ask me a question? Uh, I just said, how has the full-time ministry been for you? But you yes. definitely answered the question. You guys, these conversations are unfiltered. Who knows where we'll get um, with these conversations. And honestly... We could end the podcast right there. All right. To end this podcast, we're going to answer like four questions. We went to our Instagram and we asked you guys questions for a YouTube video. But we we're like, let's bring them here. And we didn't answer them on the ch- on the channel. But first one, do you have any wedding regrets, Savannah? Honestly, yes. I think we kind of have the same wedding regret. Okay. Because so we battled with this a little bit. We were like, do we just elope or do we just, we were like, should we just go to the courthouse yes. and just get married Yes, and just say, forget all of this. Cause planning a wedding is so stressful, but then we did decide to go ahead and have a wedding. And I won't beautiful. say, yeah, I won't say what's, it's a regret regret because our wedding day, I will cherish that and remember that forever. But if you think about all the money that went into that, that we could have just like put into savings yeah. or, put for a down payment on a house you know it kind of makes me think like oh what if we just would have eloped with our closest family right so which i think would have been just as special yeah and nothing to say like for people who want a big wedding or so for us we had a hundred people at our wedding it was or a little bit over which some people i think would say that that's small because i know like people have weddings that have like 500 people really yeah do i even know 500 people i know wow some people have really big families and okay, they know a lot. True. And then they just invite literally everyone they know. Because if we think about it, if we invited everyone in our life, mm-hmm. Loki, I mean, we don't know that many people, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we would have had, well, we had restrictions too because it, it, the venue that we had in Los Angeles was very strict. Yeah. Yeah. That was like kind of probably the main thing. But, but yeah. So I guess, honestly, but regret, I would say, yeah, if I had to say like one regret, I would say, if we would have just like eloped mm-hmm. in a beautiful place with just like our immediate family, yeah, that could have been just as fire. Yeah. Next question. Um, are we actively trying for baby number two or are we just waiting on God's will? Um, okay. Well, I'm actually battling this right now. We are. We both are because I don't want to get back on birth control, hormonal birth control, like the pill. That's what I was taking for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking it initially. I've been taking, I'd been on birth control since I was like 14 because I started taking it for my periods were super heavy. Mm. And so that had been in my body forever and I stopped taking it. And now I just learned so much about birth control and the effects it can have on you and what it can do. And I kind of just don't want to go back on it. So we're going to have to like family. This is something that we're figuring out as we speak. Yes. So we're going to have to like track if we don't want to get pregnant, you know, then we need to be smart. But then also I'm breastfeeding. Savannah just told me this, y'all. You don't get your period. Your your period is irregular while you're breastfeeding. Sometimes. Okay. I think it's different for everyone. Some women don't get their period. Like I don't have my period yet, but but some women could have already started their period. But I do know that there's a statistic. I wish I had it pulled mm. up on my phone, but it's something like breastfeed. If you're breastfeeding, you, you're just not as likely to get pregnant. Oh, to get pregnant. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you're breastfeeding. Yes. Okay. But anyways, Next we, thing you know. we are not 
but let me answer the question. We're not actively trying. We are not actively trying. Like definitely not. Um, we just had a baby, but some, I mean, if you, if that's your, your plan and that's what you want to do, then that's amazing. But for us, we're definitely not actively trying and we, um, are in the middle of figuring out what we want to do as far as birth control. I guess it's like, obviously Josh is, it's up to me. Like, he's not gonna be like, do this, but I just want to do some more research and figure out like what I want to do as far as my body and stuff, because I don't think I want to go back on the pill. So yeah. Like I said, I am just here to shoot. <laughs> no, we, we, Josh said that in our video and it literally, I didn't know that he said it until after we were done. He said he's here to shoot and I thought he meant shoot a video, but he was not talking about that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What are you guys talking about? That is not what you're talking about. Baby, something you wish you knew before giving birth. Just one thing. One thing. I wish that I knew about postpartum more great um as in like people don't talk about it that much i mean i i i don't think it's that people don't talk about it i don't know i just wish i could have been like more educated but at the same time we talk about this like you can't really educate yourself you can't educate yourself Mm -hmm. but until you're in it yourself it's a little bit tough to actually feel the things that you're gonna feel you know what i wish i wish god could like be like hey here Really quick, let me show you a preview of what you're going to go through <laughs> and then like watch it really quick. So that way you can mentally prepare. But Like a preview to your specific life, not yes. someone else's story. Yeah, right. because, but no, I'm joking. I mean, kind of, not really. <laughs> what, what's something you wish you knew? I can't something think. Something I wish I knew. Why well, I wish I knew. I, why? I already know this. Why did I have to get out the room during that uh, epidural? Yeah. And I got so many DMs saying my husband didn't have to get out the room. It must be a state thing. It's trash is what it is. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I think, I guess just postpartum. I wish I knew more about how, okay. how hard it was because you hear it's going to be hard. But yeah. now I think when I have more kids, it's going to be so much easier because I'm be like, oh, yeah, I know what to do. I know where to put this ice pack. I know all the things. <laughs> I know where to put this ice pack. Well, we're going to wrap up today's episode with those questions. This was, I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, this was fun. We were kind of just flowing and kind of just, you know, kind of figure out what we were going to talk about in this. And um, hopefully you guys took away something from um, our lives, something that we have learned. Um, Like I said, this podcast is teachable moments that we have experienced that we want to share with you guys to hopefully encourage and inspire you in your day to day life well you guys we love you um pray for us right now we are in new york city and um with a baby with a baby and two month old two month old and we're traveling and all those things so i'm excited and um if you guys want to stay connected with us hit us up on instagram and youtube and uh we love y'all and we'll see you in the next podcast anything you want to say babe no baby what don't i remember one day you're gonna say something okay you used to do this to me at the end of the videos Mm -hmm. and like i would i used to be funnier like i'm I'm not why do you have to be funny i don't know (laughs) you're already you're automatically funny thank you so anything you want to say no (laughs) all right love you guys